I'm Tiara Darnell, the host and executive producer of High Good People. High Good People explores the historical, social, and cultural relationships between people of color and cannabis in the new age of legalization. I'm a freelance journalist and multimedia producer, Oregon's Bud Tender of the Year 2017, and a finalist for Spotify's inaugural SoundUp Bootcamp for Emerging Women of Color Podcasters. Join me as I mix interview and narrative story and give voice to communities like mine, the ones most disproportionately impacted by the legacy of the war on drugs. Each episode is an activation time. That means about 20 to 30 minutes, roughly how long it takes to feel high after you hit that good green. High Get People is a passion project, and I'm a team of one. Each episode is ready when it's ready. To keep up, subscribe where you're listening from, follow at High Get People on Instagram and Twitter, and on the website highgoodpeople.com. For now, lean back, listen up, and if you want to, light up. This is High Good People. This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, what does white supremacy have to do with HIV? Why it's okay to hire a cleaning person and a black angel dies every time you lie about your job. It's true, I promise. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Uh, do you want to do this? <laughs> yes, I do. I do want to do this. Oh, Motherfucking ready to do this. Welcome, Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. We are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with, with Queen and Jay. And All right. Yes. How the hell are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm good, yo. My birthday week was a motherfucking success. Yeah, shout out to birthday. I like when people like to say when they talk about oh, um, you know the variations of happy birthday, happy mm-hmm. born day, happy earth strong. Oh, the happy, earth strong. Yeah, like, what the fuck are you doing? It, it gives me a little bit of the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> I take it and I appreciate it, you know. And I, I don't put your name on the bad list, but. <laughs> Does kind of give me the heebie jeebs. Happy, they be like solar return, rotation uh, around. It's like, just, just yeah. Like, there's a word for it. I, I don't mind the other variations. I'm cool with that. Because honestly, you know you know what I'm not really here for? Okay. An HBD. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm glad. Thank you for thinking about me. Uh, kind of. A little. You can't write happy birthday, son. You hit me with the HBD, like you're going to BRB, IRL? Stop. Just don't. I don't. This happens once a year. It's not a BRB, IRL. Oh, gosh. Don't hit me with the HBD, son. Oh, Just don't funny. bother. It's cool. That's I haven't heard from you in years anyway. We only communicate once a year. So on they Facebook. end up on the hate list. But the Earthstrongs yes. are still on the... Yeah, the Earthstrongs are on watch. <laughs> the HBDs... <laughs> I don't even, I don't, honestly, I don't, I don't even put them on the list because I'd have to write out their whole name, you know? Yeah, and, and why would you do you that You couldn't for bother, so why, couldn't, why am I going to bother, would you, even, you know? Why would so you I just, care? I just throw them the side eye. Oh, well, I just, you know, I'm basic, so I just say happy birthday. <laughs> hey, and I, that does the trick. Move on with that. It's a proven greeting. The fuck is an earth strong? Um, I don't know. It's borderline Dr. Umar. Happy earth strong. What the fuck? Borderline. No, the Earth don't give a fuck about my minuscule ass on this planet. That's <sighs> debatable, but I feel you. It doesn't. I feel you on here. It wants to get rid of me, actually. <laughs> 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 planet is like, fuck these humans. You're right. 
You're right. You're right. Oh, gosh. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast. Podcast. We're doing a podcast. Yeah, you can do so by using our hashtag, hashtag T with QJ. We like when you use it on all the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use that shit and um, find other people who listen to T with Queen and J by using that hashtag. Other hashtag we'd like you to use is pod in. That is a now listen hashtag, and that allows other people to know you are listening to this piece of hot fire. Dylan, 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 Dylan. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, that's All right. That's what's up. Queen. Yes. Can you tell our listeners what the fuck libations are? I definitely can. Libations that will make you feel like, Dylan, Oh, my God. <laughs> libations are when we pour some for the homies, the people, places, and things that give us black ass fucking joy, the ancestors, all of that is our libation segment. Mm-hmm. Jay, Yo. what are your libations? My libations this week, even though I sounded like an ingrate, they go to everyone who wished me a happy birthday. Thank you so much. I got a lot of love on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Niggas who had my number shot me the text message. Eow. And um, thanks to everybody who hit me up on the PayPal. That's... Yo. That's 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 nice. Helpful. Yeah. I booked um, a massage and a facial. Eow. Prior to having any money. Oh, and things. then you got like. Yeah, it was see good. How, see how I, right. When I booked it, I was like, why are you doing this? But I, I like, that's how I wanted to celebrate my birthday. Yes. And I've had birthdays go. I'm not a, um, I'm not really like a birthday dinner kind of person. Like, I don't, we don't need to, I'll come to your birthday dinner, but you know. I don't, I don't like birthday dinners, period. Mm. I usually don't like other people's friends. Okay. All right. And, um, so all that, right? <laughs> so what I like to do is like have a day where I like do things for myself or whatever. Mm-hmm, yeah, um, but yeah, but I wanted to have a massage and a fucking facial. I was getting my facial and the lady was like, when was your last facial? I was like, my last facial? Never. <laughs> what? I don't even know what's happening right kind now. life you think I live? I don't know who you think I am, but I've never had a facial Man, we just before. met. Thank you. This is a Wendy's. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah. So I got a massage and a facial, and everybody who hit me on the PayPal to cash out my Venmo, that is what that would be for, because it wasn't good. something that I could afford, but it was something I felt like I, you know, need is like a funny word, but that's what I wanted to do to like celebrate myself this year. You know and I wanted, funny? I'm a grown ass bitch. I wanted a, a fucking facial. She was for real. Like, when was your last facial? I was like, who do you think I am? You know, yeah. when you hit me up about the spa, mm-hmm. I was like, what's she? I'm like, you know what? Jay operates in abundance all the time. <laughs> So here, this is the place. The spa. I was like that. For you? Yeah, I was like. You ain't gonna spa money? That's funny. Like, you know, well, Jay operated about this. Yeah, I was thankful. So, I was like, this, you, go, you don't have any business booking this. Okay? <laughs> but yes, but so thank you all so much. That is what um, that money went to. Dope. And I appreciate you. And, and you deserve. Regardless do. of whatever income you have thank or wherever you. you're at financially. Thank you. That's what you wanted for yourself. I did. Poor people are allowed to smile. We are allowed <laughs> To, to smile, smile, yo. You're allowed to smile. You're allowed to get emollients on your face. You're, you're right. allowed to be massaged. Like, you know, you're allowed. Get your pimples extracted Those and shit. things. You're allowed. It's, it's great. I'm so happy that you you're did that allowed. for yourself. Thank you. So, thank you all again for that. Um, my Amazon wish list is still going to be in the um, show notes. Mm-hmm. In case you want to buy me almond milk or dining room chairs. But I added her, those chairs I looked now. at her list the other day. I was like, oh, this is... It a, is random. A, a random random um but i'm gonna put that there yo do it it'll be there in case you you know feeling groovy yes i had a lovely fucking day made it a two-day event because i was late 
for my spa appointment as I am late for whatever my birthday thing is every year. And so I had to go the next day for my facial, which was good. And so I got to stretch out my birthday shit, yo. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I took myself to lunch. It was good. So I'm thankful. My other quick libation is I just started listening to the Watchmen podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talked about um, that HBO show Watchmen on this podcast before. And the Watchmen podcast, they do a deeper dive with the producer, Damon Lindelof. I said his name because I've called him David on this podcast before. So anyway, his name is Damon and um, some other guy. Mm-hmm. So I was hesitant to listen at first. because I'm like, I already I like this show. I don't know that I want to listen to two white men oh, talk about I this. I had to listen because of that last episode. I was like, I need <laughs> someone to talk to about this. Right. My friends are not watching this that's when funny. they're yeah. like on the same day. Mm-hmm. So that's why I started listening. Yeah, no, it's actually good. And I didn't feel harmed. Like they seem like, um, you know, two white men who drink water and stuff and don't kiss their dogs in the mouth. And they all do. What are you talking about? Right. That's true. But I couldn't hear the, the oh, you know, the, the dog make out through the uh, podcast. Mm-hmm headphones so yeah i i really enjoy that podcast mm-hmm. so check that out they do each podcast they kind of review or revisit three episodes yeah so that's how they're doing it mm-hmm. um but yeah so check out the watchman podcast i'm not gonna be putting any link to that shit in the show they notes got enough promo they're good it's an hbo podcast they don't, need us to they don't. they'll be fine yeah. but yeah check that shit out yo queen yeah what are you libating this week i'm libating all the trash reality tv shows that i love and enjoy Mm. because they just make me like feel good inside and tingly and to watch people go through these simple ridiculous foolish Mm -hmm. and it's no one i know so no one i know personally that i care about is harmed and um just watch them go through this shit and it's just Mm -hmm. like ah <laughs> For real? Oh, right. you know, like, you know, because yeah. I like to watch drama. I don't like to be a part of it. Mm. And I don't like to be around people mm-hmm. who are in like drama filled spaces. I am happy enough to have friends who are, aren't in, engulfed in lots of drama. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my way of like still kind of being like, mm mm, girl. Right. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> that energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then we do a lot of heavy shit. We do a lot of. Um, Heavy research, you know, with dismantling stuff. Mm-hmm. And um you mean us on the podcast? Yeah, us okay. on the podcast, us in our lives in general, where we like something might be just be a headline to someone else, but it makes my brain go do all these other things mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it was really a way for me to just escape and like look at something that doesn't make me have to think yeah. about all the things that I typically think about. So I enjoy that. How do you feel about um like fabricated stories on reality TV? I don't care. There we go. What the, it's so? That's right, sell that drama. I don't care, nothing, your news isn't even real. Nothing is real, like, what the fuck? I don't care, let me just watch these people. Mm -hmm. The storyline that I know is made up, there ain't no way in hell that I'm going to lunch with some bitch I got beef with. That just don't make sense. That's the setup, like, we know that. Same girl, But I I enjoy to watch Mm -hmm. it unfold. Throw that drink, bitch. (laughs) Throw it. So yes, that's my labor, that's my libation. All right, perfect. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about donations. Mm -hmm. Queen, can you tell the people how and why they should donate to Tea with Queen and Jay podcast? Yeah, so I'll start with the why. Why you should donate is it helps sustain this podcast, progress this podcast, and keep the lights on for this motherfucking podcast. You got bills. Bills, okay? Jay got to go to the spa. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's not what I'm going to use for. That was one time. That's not even what I'm going to use for. (laughs) 
not. We ain't there. It's absolutely oh, not. Oh, gosh. And how you can donate is by going to our website, tbqueenandj.com. And if you slide down on our homepage, there is where we have two options. Two. It's like, is she here? Sorry, I was thinking about that lady asking me when the last time I had a facial was. <laughs> Did you turn around like that meme with that little black boy with the tear? Yes. <laughs> Never. That was definitely me. She's like, oh. Anything she did to my face, I was like, oh, my God. Ow. She's like, okay, I'll, I'll take it easy. You've never done this before. It's very clear. Oh, that's so funny. Yes, like I said, so scroll down on our homepage, and there's where we have two options. Two. The first option is our PayPal option, and that is where you can put however much you want in the pot, however many times you want. There is no commitment there. And our second option is our Patreon option. Patreon. And that is where we're asking for a little bit more commitment. We are asking for $2 a month. $2. You can give more or less. That is up to you, but we are... You know, our simple request is two dollars a month that's right there is nothing in our fucking patreon we put um like updates and shit like that you all will hear that stuff first but the patreon is so that we can do this podcast so there is uh like not a bunch of extra content and shit in there it's no. just a way for you to help sustain this podcast. help sustain us and schedule how you support us and mm. and then we can know at least okay we have this much guarantee coming in per month and that helps us to like schedule out all our bills and shit like that so that's yeah. helpful Yep, yep, yep. And other ways that you can donate to TV Queen and Jay that aren't monetarily are by subscribing to this podcast. Whatever app that you use to listen to this podcast, hit whatever button, press whatever thing that says we are going to be in that feed every week. Okay, do that. Also, rate and review this podcast on whatever app you use to listen. Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, whichever you lose, use to listen to this. Hit a star, a heart, leave a comment. Do that. Um, that really, really helps us. And that also is something that we really, really appreciate. It makes us feel warm and tingly inside. It do. It do. Um, your feedback makes us feel really great. Also, tag us in those posts when people ask for podcasts. Um, write about us. Teach a person to listen to a podcast. And then tell them to listen to Tea with Queen and Jay. If you listen to this podcast every week and you love it, tell at least two friends mm-hmm. about this podcast. If, like, all of our listeners told two more people about this podcast. Two. Yo. You know how, like, yo. The power that has. I'm just saying. The influence that has. And all we're only asking for is two. It's Mm -hmm. not even a large number. So do that for us. And um, that would be a non-monetary donation that we will enjoy. That is correct. If you would like to sponsor Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, if you'd like to advertise with us, if you'd like to hear your ad on Tea with Queen and Jay, T-mail us at teawithqueenandjay at gmail.com. If you'd like to hear us speak at your school or organization about white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, womanism, black feminism, black hair, or some shit you've heard us discuss on the podcast, or if you'd like us to do a live show or consult you or your team on some shit you need consulting on we know things but it's consulting that's not when you say can i pick your brain no that's not what that is i just needed to be upfront and gosh direct okay can i pick your brain do not say that to people don't first of all it sounds icky yeah yo the fuck are you genesis okay (laughs) um whoa we know things Hire us to consult you or your team on some shit. If that's what you want, you can send us your T-mail at twithqueenandj at gmail.com. Speaking of donations and things of that nature, we have new Patreon subscribers. Ew. 
Patreon subscribers. So our new Patreon subscribers are Nick, Rebecca, Taylor, Jamila, and Marlena. Marlena or Marlena. Up their pledge. Thank you. Thank y'all. Show when that's the money. Damn. I like that. And then we got some PayPal donations. Yes. We got PayPal donations from Shay. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. My homie Adrian, who is notoriously ridiculous. Thank you for your consistency. You are a special person. You are. Adrian says, yo, Negroes. I was on social media and saw y'all photos and saw Jay's feet. You did not see my feet. And decided I contractually owe y'all money in support of Jay's budding foot model career. That is not a thing. Feats don't fail me now. No, seriously, folks, y'all can't be dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism on empty stomachs. So get y'all some snacks and tea. I want y'all to have the strength to send people to the pit, which is kind of like a place to send people you think deserve to die and you hope, hope they, they burn, burn in hell. hell you are a ridiculous person you really Adrian. Are. thank you so much we appreciate you i have decided not to go into foot modeling because i don't have a good arch and um those foot fetish folks do appreciate a good arch i'm telling you there's a market for your feet that's all i gotta say i, don't, I just don't want to find them actually but if you're a listener and you have a foot fetish yo hit me up uh, i'll send you my pics for a fee i will <laughs> I keep a good pedicure. Okay. You know? Anyway, thank you, Adrian. We appreciate you. Yeah, definitely do. Let's get into the motherfucking show. Yes. Jay. Hello. Yes. What kind of tea are you drinking? I'm drinking coffee today mm-hmm. because we're up early and because we had a full day. Break it down. Oh my. We had a full day mm-hmm. yesterday. We did. And we took a nap and we got up and we're doing this podcast. podcast. We don't live together, just for anyone who is uh, wondering. We just uh, live together when we do the podcast. And we don't have sex together. We don't. You would think that you would not have to say that. Yeah. But you know, because, because I don't. Yeah, yeah. That's a thing that, um, you know, people think, which I don't mind. But you don't mind, but it's, it's just like, odd that people stop would Stop trying jump to make to us that. a part of your weird fantasies. That's, it's not a thing. Don't do that. Um, we don't stop recording and suck each other's titties. Not how that works. Well, now you're providing uh, visual. I'm sure they already thought this. Okay. It's hmm. strange. We just need you to stop. Yes. <laughs> don't do that yeah anymore mm-hmm. please anyway so i'm drinking coffee today i'm having a pumpkin spice latte okay. this large usually comes with four shots according to the barista that is extreme. i am not a maniac so i asked for one and a half shots also because i have a low caffeine tolerance so that you're welcome extreme. for that information. i'm shaking for just yeah right that. what the hell who yeah. needs that some people do though some people have a high tolerance to caffeine i know it's just strange i'm probably mm. sure my dad would need that he was a coffee addict mm-hmm. um one of those people who were like angry until they got a cup of coffee which is like uh, what that's strange. yeah my mom used to get like caffeine headaches like she would have to be like uncomfortable until she but had that's addiction coffee. Yeah. yeah single motherhood okay <laughs> Anyway, what what kind of tea are you drinking? I'm just drinking water. Okay. Um, Sparkling water. Yeah. 
Captain Fuzzy. Spritzer. Yeah, I'm a spritzer ass bitch. All right. Enjoy your spritzer, yeah. fancy bitch. What are your pronouns, queen? She and her. What are your pronouns, Jay? She, her, they, them. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? I'm affirming that I'm a bad bitch. I'm affirming that I am enough. I'm affirming that I will be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma. Mm-hmm. I affirm that I'm well-rested, that my hair and fashions are popping. Popping. My body and mind are healthy. Healthy. And I will always and forever stunt on you hoes. Stunt on them. Like, I don't know no other way to live. I wish that y'all could see her. I wish we had, I don't actually wish we had video. I just wish that you, you all could see this You can't say right you stunt on these hoes without putting the. Right? It's all kind of you things. Have You're to pointing as you say you everything. You have to move your neck. Whole... You can't just say stunt on these hoes yeah. and just look. That's not how that works. It's a whole thing. That's not how that was. Our creator did not create that sentence mm-hmm. for you to just to sit. not give you hands so you could just leave them resting exactly. while you talk yo you're right um and i also affirm that i will find a healthy sex buddy mm. that will add to my sexual pleasure yes what are you affirming for yourself jay i affirm as always that i am not a lady which means i'm not a part of ladies please don't call me that or refer to me as that even though i did refer to the uh person that gave me my spa services as a lady and i shouldn't have Anyway, so we're all working on this. I affirm a life of abundance, health, wealth, and financial stability. Mm. I affirm sensuality and baddiness. Mm. I affirm that I am not a lady. Oh, I forgot I had put that in here again. I'm not a lady twice. You got to say it twice because they be doing that. Do it, yo. <laughs> Someone will legit be like, hi, ladies. I just listened to your recent episode. But anyway, I am enough. My apartment is paid for. My rent is paid. I'm self-employed. I'm paid. Opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trauma. I don't underquote or under sell myself i get my rates i affirm a brand new macbook pro mm-hmm. with all the fixings all of them and i am mad sprinkles. healthy mad sprinkles and i'm healthy those are my affirmations affirm affirmed so here's a segment we haven't done in a few episodes yeah, right yeah okay true. let's get into some what we're yeah. watching sing it diamond what we're watching, what we're watching, yeah. Ooh la la la, it's the shows that we're watching when we're sipping tea. Ooh la la la, it's the shit that we're watching with J. Dot and Queen. Ooh la 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 la. Come on, what we're watching, yeah. So, Jay, can you just tell the listeners real quick what is what we're watching? Like, yeah. Why do we do this? What we're watching is some shit that we're watching. It's media that we watched that excites us, intrigues us. Sometimes it's biracial. Not biracial. <laughs> Sometimes it's racial um, because we are womanist race nerds. Sometimes it's just shit that sparks black joy in us. Sometimes it's something that is just interesting. Um, but they are things that we are watching that are worth talking about to Tea with Queen and Jay. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. What are you watching, yo? So I am watching, um, well, I've, I binged it. So I binged the web series King Esther okay. that is currently on, um, it's a color creative pre- production and it's on Issa Rae's YouTube channel. Mm. And I'm just going to read a little blurb about what the series is about, and then I'll get into all of the queen things that I love okay. about it. So um, this is the story of Esther, a trans woman struggling to find her path in New Orleans during a week before Hurricane Katrina. 
Um, in the face of an evacuation order, she is forced to make a choice that will impact her future forever. Will she get out on time? Mm. Yeah. Um, so it was written and directed by Dewey Gerard, um, who's done a lot of work for BET.com, Blue Sky. I don't even know what these other places are, so forget that. Okay. So this is a short form scripted series, explores intersection of race, class, gender, all the stuff that we kind of do on the show, all the conversations we have on the show. And it's starring Janet Hubert. For many of you who may not know this person's name, that's the Black Anvib. Angelica the dark Ross. skin. They were both black. The oh yeah, dark, you're right. You're right. Thank you for that. Vib. No, that's important. Right. Thank you for that. Dark skin Anvib. Dark skin Anvib. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thanks, mm-hmm. sis. The only Anvib that matters, but you know. Yeah. Angelica Ross. I can't believe I just said the Black Anvib. Like that other woman is not black. That was funny. That's messed up. I'm glad you corrected that. Mm-hmm. Angelica Ross. Isn't that? It's really, really cute. And she's actually part of the production as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And then introducing Rowan Amon as Esther. So I came across this series. Actually, I saw it because I subscribe to a lot of YouTube channels. Mm -hmm. But then I saw Diamond tweeting about it. I'm like, oh, yes, that's right. I had wanted to watch this. So I binged it one day. It's a really, really cute story that has... There is, like, some tragic stuff in it. Like, it's, she's the week before Hurricane Katrina. Mm. We know the story of New Orleans as far as, like, well, I, I'm assuming we know, mm-hmm. uh, like, violence and, you know, stuff like that in New Orleans and stuff like that. So that stuff is happening in that story. During Violence during Katrina? Not during Katrina, just, oh, like, just New Orleans okay. as a, um, a city, a city okay. um, with a lot of black folks in it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you take resources away from places where black people are, but, you know. Whatever. But it's still a very, there's like one episode where it's like a very great episode and it's like her and a potential partner kind of like on a date. And this is her first time on a date because a lot of her interactions are with sex, with um, cis men are with sex work mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, it's just her trying to navigate just being a, a person trying to live and be free and shit like that. She wants to be an actor and people like deny, you know, people just denying things. But she just really believes like I belong in this world and this is mine and I'm going to do that shit. So I really, really, really just like following the story. Um, and I want to know what happens in the next season. I hope that like this progresses. Yeah. Um, Because it's a really, really good story. I want to know if she gets out in time, Mm. you know, and shit like that. Mm. It is interesting. I do want to know. I was looking online to see if there was conversations about people or conversations people were having because the creator of the show is not a trans person. It is a cis person. Um, But it seemed that it was still done with whole lots of care. Um, He even talked about making sure that he consulted people, you know, like all of these things. He He knew he wanted to tell a story that centered a black trans woman. And he was like... Am I the, he said, I could be the right person for it if I do the work type yeah. of thing. So um, that's, you know, what they did or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was just a really, really beautiful story. I do, I've never been to New Orleans, but I like love this city that I've never been to. Yeah. I love hearing New Orleans accents. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I need to be there all the right. time. So it was just nice seeing that. And then it was nice because it was in the past, like, and just seeing like old shit like flip phones and like mm-hmm. people dressing the way that they dressed in the yeah. early 2000s and seeing do-rags and hearing like slang that I haven't really heard in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about like having like these kind of like people don't consider them period pieces, but it's just nice to see blackness in the past and like mm-hmm. other places and like stuff happening that's not like centering New York and Chicago and L.A. and these other places where there's stories, these other stories that are happening right. that we don't really pay attention to or also the other Queer stories that are happening that we don't really pay attention to that are they're not in these big major hubs where you hear all of these stories, usually New York or San Francisco, you know, like all these other places. So it was nice to see that as well. So I really want people to like check into this 
web series is really beautifully done. King Esther. It's really dope. I like that. Mm-hmm. I binge that. Yeah, it's cute. And it's and it's a web series, so it's not like as long as like a TV show. So mm-hmm. you like you don't need like a, to dedicate a whole day for it or anything like mm-hmm. that. But yeah, it's a beautiful story. I, I like it. it. We'll have the link to like the first episode in the show notes so that you can, you know, find your way to it and then watch all episodes. Dope. Yep. Thank you, Queen. No problem. Um, we got a T-mail that I wanted to share with you all. Mm-hmm. If you would like to send us T-mail, you could do so by emailing us, twithqueenandj at gmail.com. Send us your letters, um, access questions, all of that good stuff. We love when you do that. Love it. Okay. This email says, thank you. I just want to genuinely thank you for this podcast. I'm a young black woman living in Santa Fe, New Mexico. That's what that's at, right? NM, that's New Mexico. Dope. I was born and raised here, although I'm constantly being prejudged by others and am not accepted in the one place I've known to be home my entire life. I've lived multiple places throughout the years. But Santa Fe always pulls me back because of all the family that lives here. I'm so happy I found you two. Most of my friends have moved away or we just lost touch. My best friend growing up is also black, which is one in a million kind of which is a one in a million kind of chance in Santa Fe. But most people I know are white. So the frustrating and pure baffling behavior they exhibit is something I am very familiar with. I have a two year old who is mixed. His dad is white. We live together as a family of three, but as mentioned, most friends of mine live far away and at the end of the day, sharing my everyday experiences and frustrations with how myself and others are treated daily just simply isn't something my boyfriend relates to at all. I love him, but I feel like he could drown in the white privilege he is blind to. But every single time I turn on your podcast, I'm simply overjoyed. I feel like you two are like the older sisters I've never had growing up in a city completely surrounded by basically everyone not black in Get Out. Yikes. Well, damn. Damn, Gina. There is a sense of security, comfort, and confidence I get while listening to you two. I have never in my life felt so empowered by listening to anything. I applaud you two for being voices that are beyond inspiring. I can't really put my feelings into words, but thank you. Thank you for letting me know I'm not alone. And thank you for your insight on what to teach my son so he also can have the sense of confidence and knowledge I get while listening to you. I fuck with y'all. Jamila. Thank you so much, Jamila. We fuck with you too. We fuck with you. We appreciate you. What a lovely fucking letter. No, I pictured no. a person drowning in white privilege, and so I enjoyed did that. I. that. When I read really... it, I was like, "Let that nigga drown!" And I was like, "Oh wait, <laughs> that, that's wait. her child's father." Okay. <laughs> no, but I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that line. Yeah. No, that was really good. I enjoyed that. That was really good. Thank you, Jamila, for sharing your experience with you. We send you mad love mm-hmm. and support. Word. Um and. Yes. Good luck with that, yo. Yeah. Good luck with like having a white man in your house. You know? Like drinking all your juice. Drinking your fucking juice in your refrigerator, walking around barefoot and shit. <laughs> drowning in, in his privilege. And drinking your juice. Oh god. The fucking nerve, yo. The fucking nerve. But yeah, yo, we send you mad love. Yeah, we do. And support. And we are glad that you have and hope that you have um, support in your partner in at least other ways. Yeah. So that you all can grow to have some understanding of um, like what the fuck you deal with. And, you know, perhaps at some point he will understand something. Yeah, he needs to be understanding. Like he needs to like he needs to be 
at least pointed in the direction of like understanding the things you say. Yeah. So he might not fully empathize to the mm-hmm. extent that you would need for them to because they're still white and how would they know? But like they need to be in a direction of understanding yeah. um, because. And belief. <laughs> yeah, and belief. Yeah, people as a model don't believe women. Damn sure don't believe a black one. Right. So as a model, that's like like the default a lot of times. Yeah. So maybe he'll get to a point where he at least believes you if he cannot understand you. Word. You know? Mm-hmm. So that would be dope. So yeah, we send you mad love and support and shit. He better keep that juice stocked. stocked. You better not ever run out of no fucking cran apple ever. ever. Better always have some in the fridge. All the red juices better be full to the brim. Mm-hmm. You know we love some red juices. We do love some red juices. They're delicious. Mm-hmm. Let's take a break. Yeah, let's do that. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money! <laughs> do you know what this year is? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like... Giving black women year. your money. Yes. So Give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they... Give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh, yes. Yes. We do this dope-ass Women is Race Nerd podcast every motherfucking every week. Every week. Sometimes and, twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website. Yo. TeamWithQueenAndJay.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm-hmm. And we have two options there. So two! Can, two! You become a patron. Or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time yes and we're black all the time so yeah. we just finished listening to the first episode of the new podcast hi good people hi good people spelled very cleverly yeah all right spelled mm-hmm. high like like when you get high up to the sky Wow, they I didn't expect I mean. that. They yeah, I mean. um, yeah. I wanted to talk about it a little bit because I listened to it and I enjoyed it. Mm. We met the host um, Tiara a while back, yeah. so it was cool to finally hear their podcast. Um, Hi, good people is a podcast because Tiara is clever like that. Tiara's podcast explores the historical, cultural, and social relationships between people of color and cannabis in a new age of legalization which is fucking dope Mm -hmm. through Tiara's time working as a bud tender. I had never heard that term before. I think I have. Uh I don't know where though. But I have. Okay. Go ahead. Oakland, perhaps? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Boom. Yeah, you're right. We don't have bud tenders in in New York. Just weed men. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody might be a, there's a white man somewhere who might be a bud tender somewhere at Mm -hmm. some, at some place. I don't know. I've never met him. Tiara worked as a bud tender in Portland um, at at a dispensary and being a whole ass black person, they've seen that black and brown folks especially have stories and experiences related to weed that we haven't been able to discuss or felt comfortable discussing because of cannabis prohibition and the fact that the plan historically has been weaponized against us yeah 
Locked up, won't let you out. Damn. The first episode features a black woman who left um left a whole life of what I would call black ass comfort. Yeah. Yeah. To live, live amongst the whites of Oregon and uh open a dispensary. Yeah. So I wanted to listen to like why the fuck she did that. What yeah. the fuck is that shit about? Yeah, word. um and I enjoyed that shit. It was nice hearing a black woman's That sounds like voice. a movie. Sorry. It right? does sound like a movie. And I hope that um she's writing about this experience. Yeah, word. because um what are you what are you doing there? <laughs> <laughs> Why um why are you doing this? You know? Why why are you doing this? So yeah, that first episode kind of explains uh why, yeah, why she's, she's doing, doing this. It. But yeah, that that to me that's the alternate title of that episode. Why why are you doing why this? Are you doing this? Why, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? So Tierra said it's important for everyone, whether they work in cannabis or not, to understand the roots of prohibition and racist drug policies and attitudes, who it affected, and it's very real impacts that have lasting effects today yeah and that's why this podcast is important because excuse me that's why tiara's podcast pots you better get you get it straight it's a podcast it's a podcast yes that's why the podcast elevated because she's high you're right right. that's why the podcast is important Mm -hmm. um and we've talked a lot about with me i don't know if we've talked about it a lot on the pod we have a podcast not a podcast yeah i don't know we've talked a lot about it here but as a community there's been these conversations of with legalization of marijuana cannabis happening around the country and white folks getting into the business like it ain't no thing and seeing pictures of smiling white women women holding huge bags of fucking weed when we know that we have family locked up right now because of that because of y'all always money reparations yeah all that shit, like release everybody. But so this podcast is motherfucking important, and I wanted to make sure we shared it with you niggas. Yeah, there was one thing from the episode that I learned outside of podcasts, but just about like, you know, we hear about redlining and like all of these ways that we keep black people out of mm-hmm. neighborhoods and stuff like that. And she was saying how and how in Oregon they had like laws that was like black people are not allowed to live in these places, and if you lived in a particular place in Oregon for a certain amount of time mm-hmm. you would get lashes oh wonderful first a certain amount of time that you lived in this place so mm-hmm. like they would literally beat your ass mm-hmm. on the books beat your ass right. for living in a place so like I just never knew that so it was just mm-hmm. like you know I know I know a little bit of the prohibition stuff when it comes to weed and stuff like that but I'm like what they was dead ass we would beat your ass mm-hmm. if you live in this place and that's why that place is just so white yeah was, and, that was really interesting for me Thinking that a black woman actually chose to live there. Yeah. Like she doesn't only live in Oregon. She lives in a particular town that is even in this white state, particularly white. The town is particularly white. White. A white town in an already very white state. Yeah. So it's an interesting episode. Right now there are two episodes up Mm -hmm. and uh, we're looking forward to more of that shit, yo. Tiara, again, is producing a podcast. So they will drop them episodes when they fucking feel like it. Because it's, you know, you know how we make you do. Hey. That's just how it be. Same. So yeah, so check that shit out. I just wanted to make sure that we um talked about yeah that. Speaking of dope shit that black people are doing, let's get into a pay black women yes, segment. I love it. Give me your fucking money. So Jay, you. can you tell our listeners what the um, pay black women segment? Yes, is? our pay black women segment is when we highlight black and indigenous women owned businesses or initiatives or endeavors. It could be somebody who just needs 
money needs bus money yeah or lunch money or somebody who's behind on rent or somebody who has a nonprofit or a black or indigenous woman who has who owns a business yeah in our pay black woman segment this of course includes black trans women black cis women we also like to include in this segment afab non-binary folks so you if you are a black or indigenous person who is non-binary afab we like to include you in this segment there is a space for you here um or if you know someone who you would like to hear shout it out in this segment please send us your t-mail yo we accept submissions and shit like that Mm -hmm. so that is what we do in this segment that we call pay black women really quickly just for listeners sake can you explain what the acronym AFAB is? Yes, Assigned Female at Birth. Gotcha. Boom. Thank y'all. Yep. Um, okay, so who are we paying today? Today, um, the homie Whitney actually sent over this submission, and I thought it was timely, and I'll tell y'all why after I tell you what it is. So Whitney okay. basically says, my best friend has her own business here in Austin, Texas. Shout out to Austin, libations to Austin. The business is called Phoenix Home Management. She and her team have worked with commercial property repairs, Airbnb resets, as well as deep cleanings for realtors prior to open house showings. I always wondered who did stuff like that. Yeah, that's very, very cool. Yeah. And what made me think this was important, if you go to their Instagram, I think mm-hmm. that's like the best place to contact them right now. But if you go to their Instagram and click the link there, you can, that's where you can like hire them for whatever services you yeah. need or whatever. So mm-hmm. in, in addition to like the, all the contracting type shit that they do and the resets for Airbnbs and stuff like that, you can also like get a housekeeper to come to your house and, and clean, clean up and, mm-hmm. you know, do laundry and shit like that. And I think this time of year, we know that people experience depression all year round, but I mm-hmm. think this time of year when a lot of places are experiencing cold weather, it's darker, it gets darker earlier, earlier. in a lot of places. Yeah. And so people are dealing with seasonal affective disorder. Mm-hmm. I think that for me, when I'm experiencing depression, there are times when I'm not like keeping up my space. Yeah. And so it has been helpful at times to have a cleaning person come in and do stuff. And I feel like for bitches like me who never had a facial or people who live at a certain economic level, a lot of us are not thinking that having a cleaning person come in is um, something that we should be spending our money on or budgeting for. Mm -hmm. But you deserve, even in your depression or even after coming out of depression or whatever, you deserve to live in a clean space. Yeah. And... uh, sometimes depending on like what your depression looks like sometimes you can get in a space where it's like overwhelming and you don't know where to start start. where the fuck do i start cleaning like how do i get out of this and that can cause for some people that can like reignite your depression or you just feel like you can't get out of it so i think that it is okay to outsource cleaning it is okay to outsource like your laundry it is okay to do those things you don't have to be rich to include that type of shit in your budget if if you're if if what you have is something that you can even budget like if you're food secure and you know if you're living secure and things Mm -hmm. like that of course i don't think that budgeting for a cleaning person or budgeting to have your laundry done is um something that should be seen as like excessive it's not you know what i'm saying it's not Mm -hmm. i outsource some things too like my laundry i don't go grocery shopping i order them and i do get that reaction usually like oh Mm. you order your groceries and it's like no i've decided that this is something one i don't like to do these things Mm -hmm. 
And since I can afford to not do these things and I can do more of the things I enjoy, so my quality of life is better, Mm -hmm. then, like, why not do those things? So I think that we should kind of get into that. Like, don't feel guilty or don't feel bad or don't shame people who outsource certain things, Mm -hmm. especially, like, women who outsource these certain things that we're supposed to just do and, like, expected to do. And what kind of woman are you? You know, Mm -hmm. like, all of that dumb shit that's attached to that, like, Fuck that. If you need to outsource some of that stuff so your quality of life is better because Mm -hmm. everyone shits on you all the fucking time, do it. That's right. Live your life. You're right. So this um, particular business in Austin, Texas is black women owned and veteran employed. The Some of the information that they sent about the company, I think a part of the company's about statement. Uh, These are in quotes. So we have diligently managed households throughout Austin, Texas and surrounding areas for five years with keen attention to detail, strong work ethic and a love for helping people. We began our business to change the perception of contractors throughout the community. We strive to provide professional service with special regard to the busy day to day lives of our customers. We are in the human business. Our staff includes U.S. Navy veterans and ranges from foremen in commercial construction and plumbing. Oh, plumbing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, they do things. Like, right, It's not yes. even just, like... Yeah, no, they're, they're, they, they got all kind of people, like, taking dope. care of shit. Yeah, it's cool. Jacks of all handyman trades, housekeepers, and property managers. So, again, like I said, it looks like their best contact right now is their IG, which is Phoenix Home Management. And we'll put the um that IG information in our show notes. The link on the IG leads to their thumbtack.com page where you can book services. You can mm-hmm. also read reviews and shit like that. Um, so, yeah, so thank you, Whitney, for sending this... This information about Phoenix Home Management. If you Google Phoenix Home Management, which I I think just use the Instagram link because the Google takes you like to some other like real estate type shit. Yeah, use the link that we have for you. Yeah, yeah. So do that, yo. So yeah. So libations to that shit, yo. I like that. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Whitney. Are you ready to get into news that is not news? Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) period dot 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 in a world where Don Lemon is considered a respectable news anchor in a world where people respect Don Lemon Queen and Jay bring you news that's not news news that should be news but it ain't news because mainstream media wants to feed you the same three stories about transracialism in three different ways with a special segment by Don Lemon. So here's news. That's not news. So our news that's not news segment is when we share stories that are either news stories you've already heard that have been either reported in ways that we wouldn't report them or maybe we feel like certain issues are not being highlighted that should be highlighted. It's either a news story that is not getting enough attention that we feel like is important to us and who we are and the shit that we do and are about um, or some shit that is popular but you need to hear it fucking again. Because of how important that shit is. Yeah, where? So what do you have, Queen, for news that's not news? So I don't know if everyone knows, but December 1st was World AIDS Day. So what World World AIDS Day is, is that every year since 1988, it's an international day dedicated to raising awareness of the AIDS pandemic caused by the spread of the HIV infection and mourning those who have died of the disease. So that's World AIDS Day. World AIDS Day, right? Mm-hmm. So because of World AIDS Day, I've seen lots of articles about HIV and also AIDS and things like that. Mm-hmm. And one that caught my eye that was just like, I knew this but didn't know this, was white Americans are far likelier to receive HIV prevention drugs 
than minorities. And this is according to Yahoo News. Mm. So this is something I'm like, Avi, because yeah. that's just the way that it is. I do Um, But then also like, shit. Mm. You know, this is something that should be, I'm sure is in a... I'm sure this is something that is commonplace in the conversations that are talking about HIV. When black mm-hmm. folks or people of color are talking about HIV, this is probably commonplace for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but since I'm not hugely in those circles, for me, this was like, well, you know, like whatever. So I'm not saying that we invented this wheel, right. but you know, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So reading this article, like going on to read this article, I'm just read some of the stuff that they said. So white Americans who are at risk of HIV are seven times which is pretty big. That's a lot. More likely than blacks to receive daily or oral pills shown to be extremely effective at preventing HIV infection. So these are drugs like PrEP, things that will help prevent. This is, Mm. you know, not treatment drugs once you have the virus, but things to prevent you from getting Mm. the virus or these things you can do to make it so that if you do have unprotected sex and things like that, that you can still have another kind of barrier or something from contracting this disease it would make sense that you would think if we want to be preventative Mm -hmm. if we're at the point where when we talk about hiv we always talk about preventative ways to uh, make it so you do not Mm -hmm. receive the hiv virus you would think you know you have to care about all people you gotta care about all people and you can't be invested in white supremacist patriarchal capitalism right so like somebody has to have hiv under yeah, the exactly. Somebody has to have it. And if someone's going to get it, it should be the lower caste of Americans. Exactly that. And those people include black and brown folks um, and, you know, whatever you're considering yeah. a minority to be. Yeah. So when I read that, it made me think about sorry, how. Sorry. Just real quick um, to buy medication and shit like that. That's why someone has to have it because they need to be able to sell these drugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even even I'll agree. But even in addition to that, it's. When we talk about the high numbers, people always want to talk about the high numbers of HIV virus in the black community. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as, if it's it's, as if it's something yeah, that, that we're, we're just running around irresponsibly, like doing mm-hmm. these things, but you are not providing resources or the things that other people are being provided to yeah. make the lower number of contraction mm-hmm. of the HIV virus. Yeah. Like that's what is happening here. Mm-hmm. Like, you can still make money from drugs by selling prep. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like it's an intentional way for you to make this our fault mm. is what this is and what I get from yeah. like reading this and like getting information mm-hmm. from this article. One of the one of the things why it is important that things look to be our fault yes. is so that we can maintain or the country can maintain the narrative that whatever happens to, to us. black people, yeah. whatever happens to poor people is their fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So another note in the article is that at-risk facing minorities and people in lower-income brackets are less likely to know about pre-exposure prophylaxis. So PrEP, that's what PrEP stands for. And so they don't even know to ask for prescriptions for these things. Mm. So people who are in populations where um, the probability of contracting HIV is there they don't even know to ask for prep Mm -hmm. they don't even know that there is another way outside of condoms to like be preventative when it comes to receiving hiv so you're like making sure this education is and information is not available Mm -hmm. so they can't even do the things and once again it's just our fault it's just them running around being risky or whatever um and not doing the things needed to be done to make this a disease that can be preventable Mm -hmm. you know at this point we do have many ways for this to be prevented and it gives the story or adds to the narrative that 
we don't care about ourselves mm-hmm. and we don't love ourselves and we're irresponsible and you know that that whole thing no it's really just a huge lack of education when it comes to um these things and like Honestly, I think also our interaction with the medical industry, period, like how we don't even trust the medical industry to like fucking ask these questions or be going to medical doctors, clinics, whatever enough to feel confident to ask the questions Mm -hmm. to say, well, is there, you know, like you don't even have this confident, secure relationship with these medical institutions to even like advocate for yourself in that way, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's that, and then, oh, and then also, this is my last bit from the article, is that most black folks, more po- most poor folks do not have health coverage mm-hmm. or are homeless, or homeless. Like, if we think about the black queer population, a lot, of, a lot of these folks are homeless. So how do you, you're trying to fucking just live day to day, you're trying to fucking eat, you're trying to fucking place, trying to find a place to sleep mm-hmm. all of the stuff you're not thinking about pre- ways to prevent hiv because there's other life things that are like very like to the minute that you right. have to fucking take care of mm-hmm. so that's another reason why um that education is, isn't there and it's also another reason why it's our fault because it's your fault that you're homeless mm-hmm. and it's your fault that you don't have health care mm-hmm. you don't have health care because you don't have a job right. and you know like all of you these things you don't have a job because you not exactly yeah. all mm-hmm. of that it's just that whole cycle of all of this stuff being our fault and if we really cared about populations of people that are not white or that are poor mm-hmm. then there these other there's other preventative things we can do to prevent people from contracting HIV, which would be to reduce homelessness, mm-hmm. which would be to make sure that people had health care, which would be to, you know, like it would all these, so they wouldn't have to worry about all these other things. And then maybe they could prioritize prep, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So the world ain't shit. Mm. And that's the end of the story. That is the end. Yeah. And I, I wanted to make sure I said that because a lot of the world's AIDS conversations I was seeing was about, of course, mourning people that we lost to AIDS and stuff like that. And like kind of celebrating the the lengths that we've gone through, yeah. the progress we've made, mm-hmm. how you can live a life with HIV and like right. all of these things. But this is um, piece of conversation or like the, the racial discrepancies, the classes discrepancies mm-hmm. when it comes to the treatment of HIV and AIDS and also the preventive measures of HIV and AIDS right. is not has not been a huge part of the conversation mm-hmm. and it needs to fucking be mm-hmm. so yeah and you also, ain't low you're not low at least not on this show you're not low I was just thinking about like how what we were talking about about the um selling of uh drugs mm-hmm. prep and HIV meds and things like that and how if you like there's a there's a possible like you can decide to stop taking prep you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like you can decide, oh, okay, right now I'm not either I'm not having sex, so that's not a thing, or I've me and my partner have decided yes. that we're in a relationship but where we're that. good on that, but you can't decide, decide to stop if, if you taking your virus. yeah, your HIV meds. If you're living with HIV. Exactly. Yeah. So um that's the thing. Uh stay woke. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to get into the pit? Yeah, let's I feel like we did it already, but let's get into the right. Let's right. get into the let's fucking get into pit. Everybody, strap in. I'm about to open some fucking windows. The new triple X has got to be more dangerous, deadlier, more attitude. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. So I'm gonna tell him real quick what the pit is yeah, about. Do. So the pit is the opposite 
of fucking libations, the pit is where we throw people who steal our black joy, people, places, and things that steal our black joy. They go in the pit, stay in there. That's harsh, but, but Lena Dunham. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she still lives there. Well, she's the queen of the pit. I believe you. <laughs> um, who we throwing in there? All right. So as we were talking, I realized I actually I, we had a pit written down that we'll talk about a little bit. But I'm upset now. Go ahead. <laughs> now I'm actually a bit upset about some other shit. Uh huh. Um. So first, real quick before the anger, libations to everybody who is listening to us on Spotify and has been resharing Ooh. our. Yeah, I'm annoyed. Who has been resharing um that we're in their top like top five or whatever and we're one of the podcasts that they listen to on a regular thank you so much for sharing that thank you so much for letting people know we thoroughly appreciate you sharing that and um yeah yo and i, I guess it's cool of mo- most platforms have like a, a top five or top whatever what i what i like about this is that people can share their individual top five and it's not necessarily dictated by the platform however is it not is it not right so um we were talking about just now we're talking about like sexual health and shit like that and black folks knowing that you can use prep and things like that and i i I was thinking about where i hear about i'm gonna connect these things everyone relax yeah Mm -hmm. i see it i I see it it. i know you see it see it on the Um, horizon yeah and i was thinking about where did i learn about prep Right. Where did I hear about prep? And so I don't remember where I first heard about prep, but I remember when I was working my nine to five, I worked at a makeup company. And one of my one of the two white friends that I have, um, gay white dude, was talking to me about prep and how it's just something that he takes like regularly. That's just a part of his thing. He's not, you know, he is before I knew about prep, like just the thought of taking regular medication for something that you don't have. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh shit, I didn't know you could like do Do that. that. Like, okay, that's cool. So that was normalized for me in that way. But that was the only place. And again, this is one of, I have more than two white friends, but this is uh, very few. This is a conversation that like within my community, it might not be one that I would have because I've had, I have gay black friends, but I've, it just had never come up like with us for whatever whatever reason. Mm -hmm. The other place that I have heard about prep regularly is on inner hole uprising Uprising podcast. So if you're not familiar with inner hole uprising podcast, it is a podcast about sex, love and dating hosted by four black feminists in their twenties. Yep right from new york is that from new york Mm -hmm. those if you are a regular listener of tea with queen and j podcast you have heard us reference interval uprising they are a part of our black baddie podcast bad bitch collective brigade they Mm -hmm. are our podcast siblings um if you have not this is your first time listening to tea with queen and j podcast hey 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 and listen to inner hole uprising podcast but anyway so inner hole uprising is the other place where i have heard about them talk about prep regularly sam who is the primary host of that podcast has talked about i don't know if she talked about using prep or if she's talked about considering using prep but mm-hmm. it's a thing the way that she talks about it is mad normalized very, norm- very it's normalized. like a vitamin you it know is. and i've never heard a black woman a black girl talk about Talk about prep mm-hmm. or talk about it in that way as like a normal thing. I've, I've heard, again, through Inner Hole Uprising, I've been to like one of their events and somebody, they had somebody at their live show, show another black woman prep. talking yeah. about prep. Um, Very normalized. Normalized, mm-hmm. right? So the reason why I bring this shit up with the Spotify top five, Spotify, this is word of mouth. This is hearsay. This is, to me, it's hearsay, word of mouth. But that doesn't mean this hasn't been confirmed. But when I, when I say that 
I've heard allegedly, because, allegedly, allegedly. right? I, I Janicia, I J. Yeah, I have, <laughs> I have not double checked this, but I've heard that this is what Spotify is doing. And regardless, we and have I'm, feelings about and it. And regardless, we have feelings. And regardless, I haven't seen Interho Uprising on anybody's top five, even though we know mad people primarily listen, listen to, to Interho Uprising on Spotify. So we were looking and we're like, yo, Interho Uprising is not on anybody's top five like what this is something that we do as a collective or whatever so like we give a shit about what's happening with our sibling podcast right so we're all trying to figure out okay well did you ask this person did you see what's up with this and uh, come to find out what is allegedly happening at spotify is that they are are not highlighting or not allowing you to highlight any sex podcasts right so podcasts that focus on sex or where the content is related to sex are not being included in your top five in the way that other podcasts are Mm -hmm. and so i don't know what the fuck is up with that i don't know how they are choosing uh to make these determinations i don't know what the fuck but to me it just feels like it just feels like erasure it feels like another way to silence us it just feels fucking icky and i don't really know what other words to use for my frustration but it's such an important podcast because as you're talking about and and they talk about all different types of shit and um i think personally i feel like podcasts about sex get a lot of attention even if they're not good yeah it's because people love talking about sex Sex, and it's, it's not something that you can talk about everywhere so to have a podcast where People are talking about it. Even if it's not good, motherfuckers will listen, right? Yeah. But this is actually a good, good podcast one. about sex with people talking responsibly about sex um, where you can listen and feel safe and you don't feel like... You've said this before, that 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 conversations about sex can be filled with so much trauma. So, yeah, and like, and people don't care. It's right. just like, sex! <laughs> sex! Oh my God! <laughs> Put your finger in my butt! <laughs> And it's like, no, sex is tied to a whole lot of trauma because yeah. of patriarchy, because of capitalism, because of racism. And mm-hmm. we know that. Mm-hmm. So it's, I feel like it's really, really important to like have those conversations with care. Right. You can have lots of sex, fun conversations mm-hmm. and still have care. And that's what they do at the whole uprising that yeah. I think is important that lots of sex podcasts don't do. It's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, I'm pegged him ha right you know and yes. it's like yes. that's okay yeah. and then as as those podcasts have learned from in a whole uprising they yes. appropriate their language yep. they appropriate their identity markers they appropriate some of the ways in which they attempt to show care yeah um but unfortunately when you appropriate something and you don't actually put it into practice it doesn't it's mm. not real and we don't believe you need we more don't people. believe you need more people and the actual effects of like that care are not felt so Word. and there's nothing wrong with learning from other podcasts that's not what i'm saying but i think learning learning from another podcast and appropriating some shit another podcast does because that's the wave it's a different that's a different story and a yeah. different vibe and a different result but anyway so um yeah so i just got upset about that if you all are now noticing that inner Home uprising is showing up in your top five Please reshare it and like you can say, oh no, nah, you're wrong. That's not what's happening. But I just had to let off while I was like personally I annoyed. I haven't seen the other sex this. podcast, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like we are we are right allegedly. Yeah, I feel like we're allegedly correct as well. Yeah. But I just this the pit is where we talk about shit that is um pissing us off and that needs to go in the pit. So there is that. Yes. Okay. I enjoy that. Thank you. So I let that off. Mm-hmm. So um our initial pit, this actually is not something that super pisses me off, but it's something that I wanted to highlight. We've been talking about pisses this. Me off. <laughs> pisses me off. I wanted to highlight it as a creative, right? Yeah. So we create. 
you things. Do. We do this podcast. We yep. create other content. We are creatives. We've been doing this for about six Almost years. six years, mm-hmm. yeah. And we have, while we've been doing this podcast, we've been at different stages of, of employment, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So we do this podcast and we are able to make money that sustains the work, work. that we're doing, yeah, but, but not sustain ourselves, of, right? Exactly. We don't live off the podcast. We do not live off the podcast. And so, yeah, we have at times had whole last nine to fives, went to work and then stayed up all night doing the podcast or editing or whatever. There have been times like right now when um, we're not working nine to fives. I know you're working a nine to five right now. There's yeah. been times when that was flipped, flipped and yeah, well, you I wasn't working and, I was, and you yeah. were, yeah. And, you know, that's just like us. And we know that a lot of other creatives also work a nine to five and do their creative work. They're very popular creatives who work a nine to five and do their creative work. But, but. Yeah, some talk about it, but a lot of them do not. Um, and it's, you don't have to tell us all your business or whatever, but I'm noticing this theme where creatives, a lot of creatives like it to appear that their only stream of income is their creative work. And what is... Uh, the reason why this is in the pit and the reason why I think that that can be problematic, maybe it's not problematic, but I think as a giving community, right, as a community of where we should be sharing with one another because people don't share with us, like all we got is us. I think that is problematic. Yeah, it is. That I, is. Yeah, I think it's important that as a lot of creatives, like a lot of us haven't had a model for what we're doing. Yeah. Like I've never, I didn't grow up knowing how to like nope. become a podcaster or knowing how to be a creative and have a nine to five or how to be a creative and sustain my life. Like a lot of the paths that creatives forge are like, this is the first time they've seen it done. Yeah, And I think that as people who influence each other and as people who are learning from each other and teaching each other and just doing shit on our own i think it's important that we're honest about like where our income comes from where like how do we sustain from, ourselves what our living situation is you may right. live with your parents you mm-hmm. know like and it's like like you said you don't have to tell all your business but it's important yeah. because there are people who are looking at you and mm-hmm. kind of like thinking you're doing something else and right. it's, it's helpful if you're transparent like okay during those five years when i was doing this i actually decided to live I live back with my parents so mm-hmm. that I can blah, 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 blah. That way people can like kind of have a blueprint and realize yeah. that like fucking doing some creative shit for two years is not going to like pop off and then mm-hmm. you're going to just be living off of that shit. Right. That's like a very, very, very rare case that that happens. Mm-hmm. And usually when that happens, that is someone who was already in a different financial situation anyway. Right. Like them, those bloggers who be like living full time, like their husband is a fucking tech Blah, blah, blah. You know, like, it's yes. these, all of these situations that are happening that we would love for you to just be honest about so that mm-hmm. the people who are looking up to you, idolizing you, and all of those things understand that there's a reason that you are able to either do this full time or appear to do whatever the fuck you're doing full time. Right. Yes. Like, yes. F- for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wish there was a little bit more transparency about that because uh, we go to conferences and panels and different conversations and There'll be panels about like how to enter whatever the business is, right? How to enter the business, how to work in whatever industry or whatever. And a lot of those people sitting on those panels, they do work in whatever industry their passion is, but they also have a A whole ass ass nine to five. Yes. Where they do something else. And unfortunately, during a lot of those discussions where you're there to talk about like how to live, how to work in that industry, like. There's no conversation about, okay, how do you actually sustain yourself financially? Yeah. And that, to me, is an important part of working in whatever industry. Yeah, you can get your foot in the door 
as a fucking cartoonist but like is that gonna pay is that foot in the door that you get is that gonna pay all your bills you know what i'm saying how are you sustaining your life how are you sustaining yourself and i wish that we were more comfortable as a community talking about like how we made shit happen like a lot of the people we see on instagram and shit like that like real time because you usually talk about it when they make it oh but now you know when they make it in their Mm -hmm. big time it's like you know i was working in restaurants and And you're like what what? we were friends i knew you (laughs) what what are you you talking about what like now you want to say when you've already like when you've got the status Mm -hmm. and you've got all the things so Mm -hmm. now you want to be revealing of this in quotation struggle right but in real time it's like you're not saying you're not saying this you're not sharing this because Mm -hmm. you want to make it appear like something else and it's like just stop doing that yeah and and it's while annoying exactly i think that you can still look like your primary focus is whatever your Uh creative outlet is or is whatever your like you can still look like that's what you do but i do feel like if i'm at a panel and the conversation is specifically about like what we do and shit like we should be talking about how do you sustain yourself how do you sustain that there's a popular artist on um instagram i'm not going to say their name because i don't i believe this is them but anyway whatever so Mm -hmm. there's a popular artist like super popular like cross community popular on instagram and it just looks like this person travels the world and makes money like purely off their art but as far as i understand it there was like a whole like several years where somebody just gave them a free apartment in new york yeah like oh you can just like this is your space for free you know what i mean and that's a huge chunk of your income for a lot of people is rent so if you don't have to pay rent yes you, you can, can afford to, to at travel, minimum, the yeah, travel the world, feed your fucking self, like focus on those things, focus on your art. So like, it's just things don't always, things aren't always what they appear to yeah. be. And I think that as a community of folks, to your point, like we have a responsibility really? to one another yeah. to share like, okay, how are you making this work? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How are you making this work? What exactly is happening? And that's honestly something that we've been learning as we go along, like that a lot of people, right. A lot of people who like, I don't have a nine to five anymore, but a lot of people who do what I do or do what I aspire to do still have nine to fives. Like they're still working their whole ass jobs. So I just wanted to like talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Stop being ashamed of like having a job. Being a working person. Yeah. Like this whole entrepreneurial thing is great and mm-hmm. that's amazing that people are like, ex, you know, do exercising that muscle and trying to, ex, you know, find that in themselves or whatever. But like generally people go and have a job yeah. and that's like traditionally what it's been mm-hmm. and it is okay and you're not less of a person right. and you're not fucking boring mm-hmm. and like all of these things attached to like getting up and going to work every day yeah. like what is wrong with having a way to sustain things you need for your life like mm-hmm. you know so like maybe take the shame away from that as well right you know right. stop stop shaming also stop shaming niggas who work well, for who work people. stop yeah. it yeah like f- that's the thing that gets on my nerves about people who shame employees yeah. is that bitch if you want whatever business you have to thrive you need employees you need that workforce Thank you. so calm the fuck down Thank calm you. down have a seat mm-hmm. the kids are listening to kids bop have you seen that video <laughs> no you hoe ass bitch oh this white lady gosh. was funny but like, yeah like mm. what the fuck you need employees you need a, you need to sustain any business you need a skilled workforce to right. work for your business mm-hmm. where the fuck you gonna get these people if everybody mm-hmm. has started their own business how facts. what how does how does how does how that's gonna work that's a fax machine <laughs> so uh-huh. back in the day there were these machines <laughs> there were these things 
you could send messages before the internet before the internet it was like email which was like text messaging which was like (laughs) (laughs) oh Uh, god so we did a motherfucking show we did we did a podcast Mm -hmm. i'm excited about it you are i like what we did here today i did too i'm proud of us did a good job Mm -hmm. if you would like to follow us not not even if you would like follow us on the social media we on instagram and twitter at t with qj we are also on tumblr and facebook just search for t with queen and j there send us t-mail t with queen and j at gmail.com visit our website t with queen and j.com and there's where you can donate um, we have a pay black woman page. We actually have show notes on our website. All the pieces um, of the puzzle are actually there as well. That's right. And before you do any of that shit, wherever you are listening to this podcast right now, be sure to follow us there. Be sure to subscribe. Be sure to rate us there. Be sure to give us your five star reviews. We do read that shit. I've been posting them in our Instagram stories. Um, so again, thank you all for that. Yep. Shit. We love it. We do. Uh, anything else we have going on? No, that's it. Hashtags when we libate all of the dope hashtags that feed us. Feed the culture. That's right. Stop killing trans women. Black, Black Lives, Lives Matter. Matter. Say her name. Maybe doesn't hit you. You okay, sis? Why I stayed. Disability too white. Filmed is. Watchmen. Watchmen. <laughs> Black Panther. So lit. <laughs> what? I don't know. You get so excited. I do. I'm There's such black joy when you do those. I just be happy. Watchmen. I'm not a fan of the Watchmen hashtag. Why? I don't know. Oh, I know. I know why. Why? You're contrarian ass. No, nigga. actually, I like the uh, I like them Thrones. I like the other ones. They were more catchy. This one just seems like wow. Um, Okay, the, let's add a Y. The disrespect. I don't know. But it's I, not about let's add a Y. You know Maine. I know what it is. Okay. I'm just saying that but to me it's not as like, ooh, for me. Like shit. What the fuck? Okay. I can have opinions. The fuck? I'm going to do whatever the fuck y'all do. Hater. The time. Shit. Hater. Hashtag I do what I want. Hashtag T with QJ. Hashtag pod in. Hashtag pods in color. Hashtag inner hole uprising. Hashtag unpack BG. Hashtag bag ladies. Hashtag queer walk. Hashtag queer walk pod. Hashtag Fagistine, hashtag McVixen, hashtag I love Juju podcast. Uh-huh. Hashtag sexually liberated woman, hashtag carefree black girl. That's everybody? Yeah, that's the gang. All right. This gang, podcast, gang. gang gang, this podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Naima and a black girl named Janicia with editorial, editorial support. support from a black girl named Sam Riddell. Thank you, Sam. Thanks, Sam. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> TV Queen and Jay, we turn up responsibly. Ow. Any tips for a happy marriage? I don't want to answer that question because I don't like love. She's not comfortable with marriage. You're not comfortable with marriage? I want to be an independent lady. <laughs> um, what if you met a man who also wanted to be an independent man towards I'll love? I'll say, get off my lawn. <laughs> 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 <laughs>